Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just really don't think the expectations are one bit different inside our locker room than they've been since I've been here. I just don't. We expect to win every game we play. One, two, three, this is your Coors Light tailgate, presented by Frost Brewed Coors Light, refreshing dog fans all season long. One, two, three, hit! Now, live from the Montlake Boulevard Market, it's the Husky Honks. So talking about Dick Baird, Hugh Millen, and Dave Softy Muller. All right, 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning, live from just outside the Montlake Market. Honks brought to you by our friends at Frost Brewed Coors Light. Uh, Dave Softy Mahler is my name, flanked as always by Dick Baird, Hugh Millen, as the Huskies wrap up their home schedule for the 2018 season uh, here in kickoff 137 this afternoon. Senior introductions around 125 or so, so get in your seats as soon as possible uh, as we get to see for the final time uh, boys and girls today over at UW. And there's going to be a lot of seniors obviously today introduced, uh, and you can, uh, Dick, talk about those as the show goes on. but a class that kind of helped redefine what Husky football is all about. Jake Browning, Miles Gaskin, Caleb McGarry, Greg Gaines, Ben Burke-Curvin, Tevis Bartlett, Jordan Miller, JoJo McIntosh, Jalen Johnson, to name a few. We're talking about where this class ranks in the history of Husky football. May not be up there number one with that 91-92 class, but pretty damn good, guys, no doubt. Well, as far as changing the culture and bringing Washington football back to some prominence, this group, uh, which is a combination of coaches, first recruiting class, and then uh, his second one with uh, Jake and Miles, uh, there were six kids in the that were played as true freshmen, and four of them are the arguably the team leaders for the Huskies. And uh, you know, in, in Jake at quarterback and Miles Gaskin at the running back on yep. the offensive side. Yep. I mean, they've set all kinds of records. They've probably done as much for Husky football as anybody getting to start four years. And then on the defensive side, the two inside linebackers. You know. Ben Burkirvan and Tevis Bartlett have been legitimately the leaders on that side of the ball. Tevis has had a tough adjustment because he had to learn how to play inside linebacker this year. Yep. And now, uh, but Ben is an All-American, and he, and those two are clearly the leaders on the defensive side of the ball. No doubt. And now we're seeing even with BBK. I saw CBS Sports had a mock draft out. You see this the other day, guys. They got BBK yeah. as a first-round draft pick right now, going to the NFL next year. So we'll see if that sticks. But it just what? yeah, they got him as a late first-round draft pick. How about that? But. One of the great senior classes, right? No doubt, yeah. one of the great senior classes of uh, of, of all time. Yeah, I, I'm old enough to remember the uh, uh, when Ronald Reagan said in '84, uh, you know, are you better off now than you were four years ago? Yeah. And the <laughs> country turned around and said, by 49 states to one, yeah, we are better off than we yeah. were. And, I, and and it was a resounding then. Who and voted I, no? You remember? Well, Minnesota, okay. Walter Mondale, I gotcha. assume, right, 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 right. his home state, but. Um, but uh, it was a landslide, of course, and I, I you know, in, in that context, if you said, think, think about how Washington has tried to rebuild itself since 2008. You're at rock bottom. You're literally, 
you know, you're you're without a foundation. You got over, go, over. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go find the very first brick, and and somehow mix some mortar, and somehow start to try and rebuild the program. And I think Steve Sarkeesian clearly um, started building that foundation. Yep, agreed. There's there's no doubt in some of the, you know, there's some of the guys, um, but but now okay, they 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 leveled out, and then and then now this group. They, they were in the Final Four. They were in the discussion for the final this year, which it, it's a disappointment, no question. 2018 on some level yep. has been and will be even – well, look, if they win the Rose Bowl, it's going to be hard to call it a disappointment. But a three-loss team, there is some disappointment. But it is not insignificant to the development of the program that they were considered the resounding favorites to win the Pac-12 and many thought to be in the college football playoff. Right. That adds to the profile of the program. It adds to the type of recruits you can get. And so that is not insignificant. So I think that the fact that two out of the four years they were, let's call it, in the college football playoff hunt or discussion or what have you, yep. uh, that, that's quite an accomplishment. So the foundation has continued to build, and these guys have been right at the center. So they get their day in the sunshine, literally, and uh, – and it's, it's against an opponent they should be able to handle, yeah, and it yeah. should be a day that they, they remember and enjoy. Let's not forget, uh, three years ago, 2016, right? This or 2015, sorry. This was a 4-5 and five Pac-12 football team. They were 7-6 and six overall, and they were in fifth place in the Pac-12 North. Right. And look at the progress they've made. Look at the recruits they're getting. Look at how many four-star players Chris Peterson's bringing in now versus his first couple years on the job. And I totally agree here with what you said that, you know, look, I mean, Tyron Willingham blew this thing to kingdom come uh, from, from all aspects. Steve Sarkeesian picked up the pieces, put them back together, took off, and then Chris Peterson took all those parts and rebuilt it into something even greater. So I don't know, man. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked a lot about this. Christian Capel, who joined us at 1045 from The Athletic, wrote a piece on what Jake Browning's legacy is at Washington. And there's obviously more football left to go. If he right. gets to the Rose Bowl, then that changes his legacy. But what is number three's legacy right now today, in your opinion? Well, he's just been a winner the whole time he's been here. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, we maybe our expectation level has gotten too high yeah. for yeah. the team. But, you know, as far as a leader, as far as a kid that's uh, just – you know, you know what kind of a goober he was when he first got here. <laughs> Goodness gracious. The goober I mean, now. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah, but he's just a real dude. He's a talkative know? goober, though. Yeah, but yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's more open and, you know, sure. and he's very humble. And, you know, he owns every record. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, he, he probably will end up the all-time touchdown, the all-time yeah, yeah. yards guy. He everything. is. He yeah. is, yeah. You know what's funny about that, Hugh? As, as, as Dick's talking, you played the position, right? Can you imagine going to college football and leaving with the all-time yardage record and the all-time touchdowns record and winning more quarterbacks uh, or uh, games than any quarterback right. right in Husky football history, yet people, there are some people that will look at you as a disappointment. Yeah. Can you imagine that? No, I can't. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm many fr- <laughs> but, you know, it's it, in an odd way – you know, I think that you sign up. That's the, the highs and the lows of it yep. are, are what make it exhilarating. You know, you only get one life, and I think it, and 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 you play major college quarterback. Yeah. You know, I think that the best ones they embrace all of that. They embrace. They want to be the guy with the ball in their hand. They right. want to be the focal point. They like being a quarterback. They like being the center. They like being the guy who's the most important player on the team. 
Um, it just is. It's not that they're better football players. It's not that he's a better football player than Ben Burkirvan, but the quarterback is the most important player. And and I think most thoroughbreds want that. Yeah. God, uh, even, you know, for a long time, I always thought it was the left guard. Left guard, right? <laughs> You're trying to tell me it's the quarterback? You know what's funny about that? You say left guard. Uh, uh, um, Jimmy Johnson, I'm with the Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson, he says, listen, I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm very consistent. I treat you all differently. <laughs> treat you all bad. Uh, no, no, I treat you all differently. He says, yeah. you, you know, how we view you is it's going to be how you work and how you contribute. Right. He goes, and he said right there in a team meeting, he goes, there's no way I'm going to treat Troy Aikman with the same standard as some backup left guard. He said that. <laughs> and I remember thinking, who's our backup left guard? I yeah, wonder yeah. how he's feeling yeah, right now. Yeah. But, but, um, Makes sense, though, man. But, but right, right? And so, so look, I th- I think Browning, while it's frustrating, again, the highs and the lows, uh, I, I think that he wants all of that. Right. I think he wants every bit of scrutiny. And, and he'd look and say, you know what? We're a three-loss team. We should have been better. And um, that stuff's going to come down on me. And that's what I signed up for. And I'll take it all because that's I part of it. the position. I love so, it. So, I, look, the guy's mentally strong. Um, he does have physical limitations. That's where, where the fans fans are – Come around to it. They got eyeballs. They can see what he can and cannot do. But that doesn't mean that he hasn't uh, given everything he he could possibly give to Husky football. He's been tough, physically tough. He's been mentally tough. Uh, he's worked his ass off. He's a voracious worker. Every time we, we hear coaches talk, they say the guy's in the film room all the time. So that's all he can do is give the, the everything that he has. And he's done that, and I, right, I think right. today for me, I'm going to uh, you know take that into account as I watch him play. Well, I, I think it's already been said, but, you know, he wins this game, the game next week, and the game the week after that, yeah. and the Rose Bowl, yeah. and he'll be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever in the history of this school. And that would also give this senior class the most wins ever in the history yeah. of the program. See, the record's 39. And by the way, you know where I heard that from? Because this, this, this class has won 36 games. The record's 39. You know who said that to me? Take a guess at, at, at who told me that. I don't know. Chris Peterson told me that. Well, so he knows. Well, first of all, for a guy that always talks about stats being for losers. Stats are for losers. Thank you. He threw that one at me because he wants you guys to realize how impactful this senior class has been, and he's tired of this class taking crap from people. I guarantee it. He's tired of Jake taking crap from people, and he's tired of this football team taking crap from people, and he wants you to know how many games they've won. Well, you he know went what? out of his way you know to bring what, that Dave, up. I've been sitting in this chair for a long time, and I don't remember ever for the 20 years that we've been doing this yeah. where I felt more comfortable with the head coach and what he's done. Yeah. And it has, you know, he's brought Washington back because my whole deal of football started in, in 1959 watching the Huskies go 10-1 and one and going down to the Rose Bowl and watching them beat – uh, Wisconsin, forty-four to eight. Come back the next year and go ten and one. I it, I thought Washington football, along with USC, were the two key programs in the whole West, and I still think that. Yeah. I think that the Huskies have a brand of toughness that has been in this program for fifty, sixty years. Sure. And that's how they win games. They. You, you line up the line of scrimmage, and you win the line of scrimmage, and, and you play good defense, and you run the ball when you want to, and all the things that Jake orchestrates for us. He is a good runner. 
Right. He gets out and blocks when we're running a reverse. I mean, the guy, his teammates know where he's at. He's, he's one of the all-time great Huskies as far as I'm concerned. I hope he goes out today with a great win and uh, sets us up for next week. Well, you mentioned Peterson, and he's... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Excited again what? That the 39 wins is the record. That's the record so, for a senior class yeah. at Washington. Okay. Yes, and uh, these guys are at 36 right now. According to Pete, and who am I to challenge the guy? Yeah, no, no. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll yeah. take that. Well, I mean, you're playing more games now. Sure. I mean, you're, well, you're, that's the deal. You're playing, you're playing <laughs> you, you know, there was a time when, just look at the history of Washington. When I played in the league, we only played nine. 10 games. Well, it was, 10 games. yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was nine for a long time, and then it was 10. And then it was 11, and now it's 12, and then you know, and then they throw in a conference championship and play, and then so, a bowl game. You got you're so playing 14, I, I, 15 I, games. You know, I'm I'm a little bit tempered. I'd have to compare it to others. Give me a win percentage. Yep. And uh, and then the other part of it is is the success that you've brought. Let's face it, this is still a three loss team, and there on some level, this has been a disappointing year. The fact that they're now. If they win the Pac-12 championship and that's laid out before them, that's going to change the narrative. Right now, I, I think that you've got you got a half a painting on the canvas, and the rest of the canvas is blank. It's blank white. It's a blank white canvas. So so you you won't know the picture of 2018 until it's done, obviously. Yeah. But but they set the standard, and and it's it's kind of a dichotomy. The criticism that they're getting for not having success this year is a result of the success Correct. they've had Correct. Th- because they put yeah. the bar right. up there right. Right. by their own play. Right. Right. It's like, it's not a, it's not a high jump bar. It's a pole vault <laughs> bar. The bars up there high. I don't like what you said about they're playing more games now versus 36 versus so You're going to talk about total wins. I don't like that. that Why? Didn't, that didn't sit well with me. Why? Because they've only played. I mean, look, 12 games versus 13. Now the 12 plus the extra one. And you can say you throw in the one with the Pac-12 championship, but they got to qualify for the Pac-12 championship. Right. they got to get there to earn right. that extra exactly. game. You know what I'm talking about? They've only done it once, by the way, and that was in 2016. So it's not that much different than what it was back in the 90s. Man. But they're always Is it that playing. Much different? They've been play, many, how about playing for the losses? championship. Let's, let's back up and see how many oh, losses. Oh, the losses for sure, for sure. But, again, I mean, they, they've, they've got to win the next four games to break that record. That's the point now. That's why. That's what sets them behind. They got to win this game today, the Apple Cup, the Pac-12 championship, and the Rose Bowl to get to 40. Which obviously right now doesn't feel likely, but you never know. But like I Who said, knows? okay, just to, wouldn't just, it be great though? It'd be awesome. Then just that would this. just be far out. I would. If you don't that. like total wins, if you don't think that's an appropriate way to do it, then just go win percentage. No, I'm just saying it's not. I, it's very appropriate. I just don't like it. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. I don't get it. I'll tell you what. Like about it. We're talking kind of, about a seven-three team. Okay. Right. I'm gonna put some perspective on it. My team at Washington State went 7-3 and three and were called the Cardiac Kids, and we were the best 
football team at that school in a 20-year period. And you won seven games. And we went seven right. and three. Right. We're talking about a team that's seven and three right now. This team is a field goal away from uh, winning the Oregon game and yep. a pick six away from winning the Cal game. We could very easily have the same record as yeah. the Cougars. And as you said, in. a horrible yeah, call away from winning yeah, the Cal right. game. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. If we're talking yeah. history, what you just <laughs> said, with all due respect, Coach Baird, I love the Cougars story. That's awesome. But the part about but, Washington being within a field goal and this and that and the other thing, yeah. that's how happy horse crap that nobody's going to care about when you're talking about history. That that means nothing. No, we're talking about just I mean, for you now, might say today, the this team, this team today. This yeah. team today. Yeah, this no, team today is a damn good that, football that's team. That's the frustration, I think, in the for the just to circle back for me. I, I talked for you guys, but the frustration of why we're in the position we're at today. It's not like we went out and got our ass kicked three times. Yeah. Go back and say what you didn't like because I'm not sure what you didn't like. I didn't like – I just think it kind of takes away from these guys to say, well, yeah, but they played like more games. I mean, if anything, it's the second most, which is freaking incredible considering how many senior classes these guys yeah. have had over well, the years. Well, look, if they – go back to Coach James because okay. obviously he's the gold standard. Right. The first Rose Bowl he has, that's a four-loss team. 1977. 1977. Correct. Uh, um, that's a four-loss And four they got two forfeits team. in that year, didn't they, as well? To, to pull it to not yeah, to nine right. two, but but on the field they lost four games. Then the next the year they beat Iowa, that was the nineteen eighty one season. Yep. Can you pull that up? Because around that time, I know they lost to Navy. I know they lost to Oregon, bad, and maybe an Arizona State or something. That eighty one team got either smoked. They're, they're they lost twenty six to seven to ASU and thirty one nothing to UCLA. Yeah, okay. and they won the Rose Bowl twenty eight zip. Yeah, yeah. So, so See, those are who cared about those other losses? Exactly, that's who cares point. about these three losses? Well, I don't. Who cares about? Today? I just want to win the next three games, <laughs> and then I put it in the Rose Bowl. That's but, but, the but whole I'm deal. I'm just saying, if you look at the Rose Bowl winners, some of them are are epic right up there, like the the Tui's team. Yeah, that's an eleven one team. Right. The the obviously the national championship in ninety one. Uh, the the Iowa team in nineteen ninety. That was a two loss team. Holy crap! That might be the best two loss team yeah. in in Husky Colorado history, or maybe in the history. Yeah. You know, by yeah. the time they they absolutely just undressed Iowa. Right. Um, not the '81 team that won 28 to nothing with Jock Robinson. The, 1990 the later, team the '90 40, team. That was Nick Bell. The 1990 guys, right? yeah. team. The 1990 team set the Pac-10 record for largest margin of victory. Okay. Okay. Look it up. So what do you they say? They were destroying everybody. My, my point is is that is in the pantheon of great teams. Yeah. I think you've got got to be a uh, Rose Bowl team. Uh, well, Coach James always said he felt like the Orange Bowl team was the equivalent of a Rose Bowl I team. I agree with that. So on sure. behalf of my teammates, sure. I'm going to stand up and throw them in that group, okay? Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Yep. But um, but some of, them, some of them are, hey, one loss, are they a potential national champion? They're in that category. And then there's others that are two, three, four losses that have no business uh, talking about in a national championship. But good God, they're Rose Bowl champions, and they are uh, they're in the they're legendary, right? For this program, you're legendary if you win a Rose Bowl. It's always Agreed. been that way. Agreed. Now, if you want to Agreed. say yep. that the Rose Bowl has been slightly diminished in its stature yeah. because of the college football, well, of course it has. Yeah, of course it has. But still, lofty. Yeah, there's only four teams that play for a championship. So to me, the Rose Bowl is still freaking awesome. I mean, maybe if they expand the playoff to eight, sixteen, and you play in the Rose Bowl, and it's not part of that tournament one day, then it really is diminished. But today, it's just 
the freaking playoff is too small. There's too got to be eight. There's teams. too few teams involved to make the Rose Bowl any less uh, significant for me. But that's just my perspective. Ten eighteen. We're gonna break. Honks brought to you by Frostbeard Coors Light, the Husky fans' most refreshing beer. We got a lot to get to. Jake Browning's on the show today. Great. Chris Peterson's on the show Great. today. Jonathan Smith is on the show today. Jimmy Lake is on the show today. Drew Samples on the radio show today. Dick Baird's on the radio well, could, show could, today. Could, could, we'll get to all that next that on nine fifty KJR. I can go have a beer. Stick, absolutely, you can. Stick around. Hey, we're tailgating. The Honks Tailgate Show on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Now back to the Coors Light Tailgate presented by Frost Brood Coors Light. Refreshing dog fans all season long. And by Washington Gold Casinos. So close it feels like home. It's the Husky Honks on your home for college football Saturdays. Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. All right, 1024, we'll get a full scoreboard check, bottom of the hour, and then hear from Jake Browning in a matter cool. of six or seven minutes from now. Uh, by the way, how about this? We, uh, we spent the entire week kind of poking fun at the SEC schedule this week, which we've talked about a lot over the years on the radio show. They're playing the Citadel. Halftime from Tuscaloosa. The Citadel 10, Alabama 10 at halftime <laughs> in Tuscaloosa. And the final be 55 to 10. Or it would be the biggest upset in the history of sports. For sure. Well, you agree with that? Biggest upset well, ever in the history. First of all, there's no line on this game. You can't even bet the game. Biggest upset in the history of sports, in my opinion. U.S. Russia? U.S. Russia. Okay. Well, this would be up there. Okay. I mean, you know Russia played football. Uh, no, the, 38 years ago. They got rid of the program. There was uh, okay. a big doping right. scandal. Yeah. It was horrible. Right. Okay, People got, got fired. Yeah, there were murders, sense. all kinds of stuff. Families were torn apart. It was awful. So 10-10 halftime, Alabama and the Citadel. I kind of agree with you here. I think you'll see that 65-10 score. I think that's a reflection yeah. of are you ready to play? And, you know. Hugh and I have been through this Oregon State ringer before. Yeah, we yeah. Got, we got stung with probably the worst defeat of your Husky career and probably the worst defeat that I had as a Husky coach easily. I mean, it was not any fun. You had to bring that up, didn't you? Well, we lost to the Beavers. It's a point. It's a point of emphasis in that you never can take anybody for granted. And and right now, I'm guaranteeing you, Alabama's kids were not focused if they're only tied with the Citadel at halftime. So there is a correlation. I will. I will. It it is a very real deal. Yeah, I will. I will defend Hugh. Uh, that that eighty five team is that correct? Eighty five year after the eighty four. Yes. I don't think you guys look past anybody. I mean, that's hard to gauge, right? I mean, that's not. I can't sit here and say that. It's thirty three years ago, but I can't say that. Well, we had won four games in a row, yeah. so we were playing pretty well. And it, 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 what happened is, is, you know, we had five turnovers, and they blocked a punt, and it wouldn't go out of the back of the end zone. Had it gone out the back of the end zone, yeah. they'd have gotten yeah. two points yeah. instead of seven points. They fell on it, and the game, we lose 21-20 to a team that we had no business losing to. In fact, in my whole career, over a 20-year period, it's the only time we've lost to Oregon State. So, you know, you take everybody, every game serious, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that he knows and I know that that was a game that we let get away. We were by far the superior team. There's no way all right. we should have done it. And yeah. I'm not saying yeah. it's on him oh, yeah. or it's on all, all right. of us. Okay. We, we, all, okay. we all had okay. the, the, the suffer through it. All right. You want to you say anything about that? Well, I would just say the 85 all? team uh, was the first team in, in Washington history to, to beat all four of the California schools. Right? Yeah, that's pretty a, cool. It was just an uh, it was just an odd year, yep. and uh, we were we were 
that loss and then an Apple Cup, a narrow Apple Cup loss from going to the Rose right. Bowl. Exactly. We, we were we were two points. We lose to Oregon State in and Washington State. 85, right. Yeah. In 85. We're, I, and I think both of those were one-point losses. I could be wrong on the Apple Cup. I'd have to. Well, have to I, you know, but. Coach, you are but absolutely if we, if, right if, about the two games. Those, God darn it, we could have been in Oregon Rose Bowl. State and Washington State. And, and 21-20, 21-20. So we were two points away from going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah and, think and, about that. And, and on a list of great Husky teams, the 85 Huskies ain't going to come up in the discussion. But we were two points from the Rose Bowl. So, I don't know, let, maybe let it uh, be a, a lesson to, uh, to this team. Well, you know, I don't think he—I don't think he would go that far back. I just was referencing it because I know we went through it, and when that game was over, we were looking at each other. That was Oregon State. Yeah. Well, but, but step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Oh, this game and today. The, and it, was a, I, I, it was just one of those things. This is, the, the, look, this is a team that came, came back and beat Colorado a couple weeks ago. They, they've been getting buried the last couple years, or a couple weeks. Their defense is terrible. They're giving up 270 on the ground, 270 through the air. And if you want to bet the money line, if you're a gambling guy, the money line for this game today, first of all, the only one I've seen is a Vegas Insider, minus $20,000. You know what that means, Dick? That means for every $200 you bet, you win a dollar back. Okay. 20 grand to win 100. That's what, that, that's what Vegas says about this game. The Beavers are getting 32 and a half points today. Well, listen, uh, I, I know this. I, I looked at their game against SC twice. Yeah. Okay. That, that score of that game was 28-21. And they scooped up a fumble and returned it for a yeah, touchdown. USC to, did. Yeah. Right. You know, and, no, and then the, the Beavers did it back right. at them, but it got called back. So they lose, they lose a game where they could have very, very closely been. And I think Coach Smith's doing a, a wonderful job. You know, he's sitting on like four kids who were committed to Nebraska that have transferred when Riley right. came back right. over. They and then Riley back. took off. And then Riley took off, but those four kids are all higher star guys, whatever that is, you know, and they're sitting in the wings. So he's building it. You know, he, he's, he's trying to establish the culture just like Coach Peterson did when he got here. Yep. You had to completely change 
how the kids thought. You had to completely change how they have the thing, and you had to change your roster. And I think that's what Coach is doing down there. And, you know, I expect Washington to come out and win this game. There's yeah. no doubt in well, my mind. Of course. We're a far superior <laughs> team. But I, I do say this, you know, that Coach Smith's done a good job of getting his team better each week. And I think that, uh, you know, the, it was so nice that we had a week off. I mean, we're going to get some guys back that we haven't yeah. had played. Well, for we'll us. talk about that in a second. What, what do you need to see today to leave the stadium feeling good about Husky football heading into the Apple Cup next Friday? Because they could win this game 42 to 10, and somebody would say, well, they were supposed to win the game 42 10. So, whatever. Talk to me next Friday. What do you want to see today that makes you feel like, okay, these guys really did take the bye week and improve, and they're in a good spot heading into next Friday? Well, I think of the five phases of football, and I do think they're all about equal. You know my philosophy, uh, how you run the ball offensively and throw it, how you defend the run and how you defend the pass. And yep. then I think I, I think that the special teams is about 20% of the game. I think they're all about equally a fifth. And, and, and so I look at the areas that I think are most troublesome for the Huskies. I think that of those phases now – Washington's had its issues with the kicking game. So let's just get that um, right. You know, they're very inconsistent, um, particularly in the field goal. So so I would say um, I don't want to – Actually not, in the return game too, yeah, and, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, well, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, th I think they're just kind of okay in special teams. Um, but I'll let Coach Baird center on that because that's kind of his profile. Yeah. But I think of the remaining four, I think they're offensive passing. I think their passing game is, is way too inconsistent. And so Hunter Bryan, I'm very curious to see. It seems like it's time for him. He was profiled uh, uh, in the Seattle Times today, and, and the fact that he, he got a little bit of time in the game two weeks ago uh, suggests to me that a, an insertion of Hunter Bryant into this pass offense is a very vital thing. If we're talking, we're sitting here yapping about Washington winning the Rose Bowl. If that's going to happen, they're going to have to throw the ball better. And I'll go back to the impressions I, I formed in spring, Coach Baird. Every time in the spring, you're actually scrimmaging goods on goods more than you do during the fall. So right. we saw the Washington number one offense against the Washington number one defense more in spring yes. than we, we did. Now, they do it a little bit in the summer. I get yeah, that. But, yeah. and every time, Every time there was a critical down where Jake Browning is going against that, that damn good Husky defense, when he needed something, he was looking for Hunter Bryant. He was finding Hunter Bryant to move the chains. And, and that's what, that was the basis for my contention that you could argue that Hunter Bryant was the second most valuable player on this yeah, team. Yeah, Because if Miles Gaskin, I get Miles Gaskin would be the probable choice in that, but one could make a credible argument that they have enough depth and, and how far you fall off in the depth at the running back uh, is is not as much as the fall off in the receiving core. Yeah, I am not yeah. impressed with anybody on the, this uh, this receiving core other than I think Ty Jones is coming on. I think Ty Jones is going to be a really good, solid Pac-12 receiver okay, by, okay. by the time he walks out of here. Everybody else to me way too inconsistent yep. or limited in their skill set. I'm not I'm not excited. So Hunter Bryant, there, there's my answer to you. Gotcha. Let's throw the ball better and at least let's see how central Hunter Bryant can be in the passing game. All right, let's do this. We're going to break. Uh, we'll hear from Jake Browning coming up in a matter of moments. Uh, we are live outside the Montlake Market. What do you say we get a frost-brewed uh, Coors Light college football scoreboard right now? 
Now, a college football Saturday update. All right, 1033 on a Saturday morning, uh, live outside the market again. Halftime in Tuscaloosa. How about this? This is uh, the second bye week of the year for the SEC. Uh, it's where they play nobodies. Everybody plays a nobody. Uh, Alabama, 14-20 to go, third quarter, leading the Citadel, 10-10. Excuse me, tied at halftime, 10-10. And the Citadel right now has the ball, third and two with the Alabama, 23, looking for the lead in Tuscaloosa against the Crimson Tide. Uh, late second quarter, Maryland uh, over Ohio State, 24-17. Halftime, number 13, Florida, smacking Idaho, 49-0. Also half in New Jersey, number 14, Penn State, 13, Rutgers, zip. Kentucky at home in Lexington, leading Middle Tennessee, 24-10 at the half. Mississippi State also at the half over Arkansas, 17-3. Northwestern on the road at Minnesota, leading the Gophers at the half, 13-7. And games uh, coming up later on this afternoon or this morning, Utah at Colorado at 10-30. Utah State at Colorado State at 11 o'clock. And a big one from Yankee Stadium, number 12, Syracuse at number 3, Notre Dame at 11-30. Number 9, West Virginia at Oklahoma State at 12-30. Had a chance before. For tonight's game to catch up with a guy playing his final game of quarterback at Husky Stadium ever. Here's my conversation before today's game, before Jake Browning gets introduced as a senior and plays his last game at UW. Uh, my conversation with Jake before today's game with the Beavers. So weeks like this, I think people get kind of dramatic about, you know, what do you think about your last game ever at Husky Stadium and thoughts on that, but just the idea of going out there one more time and running out of that tunnel in front of that home crowd. Yeah. What does Saturday kind of mean to you, man? Uh, well, first off, hope we get a win. But, yep. you know, I think the, the senior night stuff that they do will be, be kind of cool. Just like I got my family and, mm-hmm. you know, most some of my siblings here, but not, <laughs> not quite all of them can make it. Uh, how many are there, by the way, overall? Uh, there's five of us. Five of them. Okay, yeah, gotcha. so, and how many are coming Saturday? Just one. Okay. So my little sister is six, and she'll be on the field. So <laughs> hopefully it's hopefully it's really loud, and she gets freaked out, so we can kind of <laughs> make fun of her when she's older. Have you thought about what that run though out of that tunnel one last time, and just being with the guys in that in that area before the fence opens up is is, is going to be like? Yeah, I mean I think it's you know I don't think it'll totally hit me until the end that you know this, all right, this is my last this is my last game because you're pretty you're pretty focused on trying to win and and do your job and all that but i think uh hopefully we get the win at the end it's kind of like all right and uh yeah i walk off the field you know like people like miles or somebody like that and says damn you know we, we really did that and and uh you know still got a lot of games left but yep. but it, you know it'll be kind of cool but well, you said it right there a lot of football left to go i was talking to drew about this about just the progress that this program has made since we saw you at Boise making that start four years ago, man. It's amazing. Talk about just your thoughts on how far this program's come. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we always hear about the 91, 91 team and all that. We kind of wanted to get back to, to you know, that that style of, of expectations and stuff like that. But, you know, I think a lot of people forget, you know, when I came here, you know, it wasn't like I was, you know, every big-time recruit in the world wanted to come here. And, and I think a lot of people with that recruiting class kind of saw – potential for something that they could build and i know that's why i came here i thought that you know there's potential yeah. coach pete and everything to kind of build a program and not just go be part of another you know good team at another program that's already good and so you know now kind of take some pride in the fact that you know we got some we got some uh recruits getting attracted here and stuff like that just because of you know success we've had but mm-hmm. you know i think it's pretty easy to forget that you know there wasn't it wasn't always you know expecting to be top in the pack 12 and all that and 
when I got here, we were expected to win four games. <laughs> and so, you know, I think, you know, always keeping that in mind when you're, when you're kind of critiquing or whatever, is, you know, yep. some of this stuff doesn't happen overnight and it takes a while to build and we've been able to build it. I feel like we're, we're asking questions and talking about things that we would normally maybe chat about at the end of the year, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming that Coach Pete's going to cut you guys off before yeah. the Apple Cup next week. But what are you most proud of? I mean, you got football left to play, obviously, so a lot left to accomplish here. But what are you most proud of as of, as of right now? Uh, I like I put literally everything I had into this program for four years now, and you know that's not going to change at the end of the season. And you know, I think if you ask a lot of people, I, I feel like I've prepared you know more than anybody mm-hmm. possibly could. And uh, you know, I think there's some peace of mind in that, and walking yeah. away from a program that you literally put everything you could into something, and you know criticism whatever i mean there's literally nothing more i could have done preparation wise get my trying to get my body right mm-hmm. and just battling and i don't think anybody can really say that i you know i, I went into a game and, and ever like you know crumbled or quit on anything you know i feel like i battled through some stuff that that's been tough and you know you look around pac 12 football there's not many people that played four years and mm-hmm. and were able to play at a high level for four years and so you know i, I think there's some little things like that that you know people i really know football appreciate but for yeah. me just peace of mind and, and knowing that I literally put everything I could into this. Did the Cal game, I guess for lack of a better word, did it inspire you? I don't need inspiration yeah. for anything. No, I motivate myself. How do you motivate yourself? Want trying to beat the next team. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Yep. Next team on your schedule. Yep. Do you feel like you're seeing signs that this offense is starting to click? Yeah, I feel like we're, you know, yeah, I feel like we're, we're close. We've been yeah. close for a while now, though, yeah. and you need to take that next step and and uh, you know, being able to do that against Oregon State would be would be big, uh, and you know, continuing to get better regardless of how you know offense does this game. We you know we're gonna have the same mindset. We need to keep getting better, but you know, I feel like we're close. What does getting Hunter back back mean to you? Just having him out there as a target, seeing him in uniform, in the huddle, in the formation. What does it mean to you to have him back? Yeah, I mean, he's a big playmaker for us in the past game, and uh, you know, just gives us another weapon. So I think that's huge. Yeah. How about how about just the overall health of this offense? Do you feel like you're maybe as healthy as you've been all year long right now with Hunter and Miles back, and maybe on the verge of getting Trey back as well? Yeah, I feel like we're healthy, and even if we weren't, I wouldn't tell you guys. <laughs> As always, nothing changes in four years. Jake, great stuff, man. Appreciate this. Thank you. All right, Jake Browning there, number three, uh, 11,347 yards, 91 career touchdowns, and will play his final game at Husky Stadium at 137, kickoff this afternoon. Senior introduction set for around 125 or so, uh, so plan accordingly. We've got a break more with the Hawks. Christian Capel from the Athletic.com. Do you have to be athletic to work for the athletic? We'll find out next on 950 KJR. The Hogs on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Your home for college football Saturday. What a game. Now back to the Coors Light tailgate presented by Frost Brood Coors Light. Refreshing dog fans all season long. And by Washington Gold Casinos. So close it feels like home. It's the Husky Honks on your home for college football Saturdays. Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. All right, 1046 Coors Light Honk tailgate brought to you by your friends at Frost Brood Coors Light. Whatever your mountain climb on. Well, it was fun while it lasted, as our producer Adam Lowy said during the break there. The Alabama Crimson Tide now lead the Citadel 
24-10, uh, 10-14 to go third quarter. And for those tuning in right now, have no idea what we're talking about. The Citadel and Alabama were tied at 10 at the half in Tuscaloosa, but uh, the Tide have scored uh, 14 points in the first uh, four minutes and uh, 46 seconds of the second half, and they now lead 24-10 in Tuscaloosa. Christian Capel from theathletic.com. Uh, I asked the question going into the break, do you have to be athletic to work for the Athletic? No. No? Not part of the job description at <laughs> no. all? Okay. I don't know that we'd have a company if that were a requirement. <laughs> they don't run you through some uh, tests before you get the uh, get the job. How about what we uh, – you and I talked about this a few weeks ago. You wrote a column about the legacy of Jake Browning and what people thought his legacy was. And I thought it was a bit premature when you wrote it, but it's not premature now. we got three more games left to go. His legacy could change dramatically if they win a Rose Bowl. But what is his legacy right now? Let's say for some reason, somehow, they cancel the rest of the college football season. Meteorite hits earth, and we never play the game today. Apple Cup never played. The Rose Bowl never played. What is number three's legacy right now? You know, it's interesting. I, was, I think I wrote that in response to a mailbag question. Yeah. And then I got another question uh, the last time I did it about just what the criteria for any college quarterback's legacy should be. Mm -hmm. And the guy who asked it suggested that um, you know, championships and wins – yeah. Should be one two basically. Okay. And so if you're looking at it through that lens and the way that a quarterback is remembered, I wow. feel like it's it's more about the way people think about the teams the quarterback played on than the quarterback himself right. in college football. Right. And I think the fact he's been a part of thirty six wins, probably thirty seven after today. Yep. Um and you know they could get to that 39 win mark too of you know, being the part of the most successful senior class in school history. Yeah, I think that's what people will remember the most. Now, obviously, played with some fantastic defenses and all kinds of NFL talent around him. Um, these last couple of years, maybe not as as many weapons to throw to as he did as a sophomore. But um, you know, look, they're going to be the people who remember the, that he couldn't win the big game. Um, that he wasn't as, as successful or efficient, didn't look nearly as good when they played elite defenses with big-time athletes, and that'll be a part of his legacy too. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it, given time, um, years pass, I think people will look back at the Jake Browning era of Washington football very fondly. You know what's funny about that, by the way? You mentioned championships and wins. What was John Elway's record at Stanford? Yeah, like 55%. I think he was 5-6 and six in his yeah. senior year at Stanford. Yeah. He was the guy who was yeah. the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, Denver Broncos fans probably remember yeah. him a little more fondly than exactly. Stanford fans yeah. do. Go ahead. No, I, I, I got to think I agree with you that, you know, that there's people look at it from whatever lens they want. But I thought Coach Sark did a good job of teaching our kids we could win again. But Coach Pete has taken the win concept, and now we're trying to win championships. So I think that's the difference. Uh, and I think that Jake has been part of this championship drive, and they still have a chance to win a championship this year with a couple games to go. You know, they, they could win the North if they win both of these games. So What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, you, you talked about it being – being premature and it was because so much of it is going to be determined by right hey, the can next they, three can, games can they go win the biggest apple cup ever sure next week sure can they win another Pac-12 championship game if they do and can this class you know go out with the rose Bowl is it is it rose the rose biggest apple cup ever next week i mean to hell with today let's just talk about next week okay yeah. they're a 32 and a half point favorite for no God's question sakes. is it the biggest There's apple no cup ever what about two years ago 
when the Huskies were playing for a Final Four berth and no, Washington wait. State was also a top 15 That was team. the biggest one ever. Hey, okay. the and, one and then, you're in is the biggest ever. Uh, I'm telling you. Right. From both a player on, on one side and a coach on the other side, I am telling you the Apple Cup is an entity into itself. You, guys, you don't worry about it until you get to that week. No, you we're just talking about know. it now. You, you, okay, I know yeah. you are. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you, you, when you get there, you got to take care of business. That, that's what it's all about. Did you guys know Washington State has never entered an Apple Cup with ten victories? Mm. If they beat Arizona today, they will yeah. for the first time yeah. ever. Maybe be, next week even sooner. They'll be playing at home. Yeah. They're still in the playoff race. Right. They're still thinking they're gunning for that fourth spot in the playoff. Huskies still have a North Division title and Rose Bowl uh. appearance to play for with this senior class trying okay. to send them out okay. the right way. Make a prediction right now. What happens next Friday? I you got you got to wait to read, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. That that's good. That good doesn't one. come out good till one. Thursday. Way to dodge that one. That's, that's very yeah. good. I'll what? predict this one. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to predict the big win for UW. Uh, the only question for today is, do the Huskies cover the 32 and a half? I don't and think so. Why not? I, I just. When was the last time they scored over 32 points in a game? Yeah, exactly. I mean, now look, there's a, a, a different defense they're yeah. facing today. Obviously, yeah. Oregon State's had its struggles, um, and you know, I. This is if ever there were a game. You know, Chris Peterson's not really the type to run it up anyway. But if ever there were a game where he definitely won't, I don't think he's going sure. to want to be putting sure. 63 on Jonathan Smith. Um, it might happen on accident, though. That's that's true. Like it did against Helfrich that's, two yeah, years ago. No, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, I just I, I think I I picked 38 to 14 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I, it feels like a a very comfortable win that's never in question, but isn't one you look at and go, "Whoa, that sure. was crazy lopsided." Do you, do, do you think we will see? Honestly, Jake Browning, Hunter Bryant, and Miles Gaskin and Trey Adams all playing a game this year together. What's your gut on that right now? I think it could happen. I think if you that's know, not an answer. Of well, course, it could happen. I mean, I'm asking you, will it happen? Without without knowing like exactly what Trey Adams' status is and what they're thinking with him, you know, I think the fact that he's practicing tells you that. Once you get to a bowl game, yeah. and they've had even yeah. more rest and, and even more time passing, and he wants to play this year. Yeah, I'd, right. I'd be I'd be surprised if they didn't get him back at least for the bowl game, if not before that. Okay. So yeah, I, I I'd put the chances of those four playing together at, at you know, decent. Okay. And you know, uh, Hugh was mentioning uh, Hunter Bryant. I don't know if you've seen this dude in the last year. I mean, he is. Yeah, it looks he, amazing. He is. Looks like me and Christian. Yeah, he is absolutely. He is absolutely chiseled. Yeah, he he, he might weigh the same. Yeah, and he does. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I don't think he. His his body is just. He has really worked hard, and I think uh, his ability to go against smaller defensive backs. I mean, the guy weighs almost. He's six two, about two forty. Right, and. You just can't jam him on the line of scrimmage and play bump and run. This guy can get open. And I think we've really needed somebody in the middle of the field or somebody besides uh, Drew Sample. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I just think that this is – I think Hugh's absolutely right that, that this this is the key guy that we want yeah. for this game. Who's your, uh, who's your Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, Christian, right now, if you had a vote? I think it's hard to say that it's not Ben Burke-Curvin. Okay. I mean, the tackle numbers, what he's meant – at that position, yeah. Um, Wilner says the kid from Utah. Yeah, oh, he's a, he'd be a great pick too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's that guy's a 
you know, how versatile he's been through his career and interceptions and tackles. And, I mean, yeah, I don't think you could go wrong with either of those two guys. But. Those two linebackers at Cal are pretty good, too, now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but I, I'm obviously prejudiced. I, I think Ben is the best linebacker we've had at this school since uh, Mason Foster. And I think Mason Foster was the best linebacker we had since Lester Towns. Mm -hmm. And I think Lester Towns was the best linebacker we had since Hoff and Cloth okay, and those keep going. guys. Why stop and there? Then, since <laughs> Joe Kelly. And I thought since those Michael guys. Jackson. No, yeah, exactly. Okay. All yeah. those names. Yeah. Ben goes into that category. Wow. And I, wow. I agree with you. I think that there's a market at the NFL level for guys who can run and tackle like he can. Uh, at least on special teams, I would not be surprised to see him get a chance did, to play in the NFL. Did Michael Jackson make every tackle? Just he about. Uh, he made a lot of 20. He you had a lot of tackle records for this yeah. school. 180 like, plus whatever, 170, like two, whatever it was. 200. Yeah, you're right. No, no. It's yeah. ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a BBK's on pace for some insane number. It's not even close to what Jackson did. Yeah, right. He in went over two. Games, by he had 201 yeah. In less year. games. All right, so today, uh, what happens today? Give me some thoughts on what we should look for, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the most important thing is come out and play a really clean game and, and show that they're just as focused and dialed in against a, uh, an opponent with a 2-8 and eight record as, as they want to be in a, in a really big game next week, especially coming off a of bye week. People are fresh. Um, I would think they want to you know, get, get Miles Gaskin going early and, and not have to rely on him so much and you know, maybe keep his carries down. I don't think you're going to see him carry the ball 28 times again this week. Right. I'd like um, to see 20 to 25. Well, I'm not even sure of that much. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't know if they want to put it on him that much. I think that he's in a good spot now where he wasn't a few weeks ago. Like he came out of Stanford feeling good, got some time to rest during the bye week. That's right. I don't think you want to really ride him this game. Right, unless I agree. It, it comes down to a situation where you need to, which I don't think anyone is expecting. So nope. Um, yeah, I think they want to establish the running game early, just like they always do, and they'll um, stay with balance. Though you watch. Yeah. I mean, if he if they run the ball. 30 times they'll th throw the ball 25. You know, that, that that's what I think. You yeah. Know, that, that, that's coaches' Well, philosophy. technically that's not balanced. That's five less passes. So. Well, well, Mike Leach would say that's, that's extremely I, unbalanced. I would, I, would, I would rather have 50 rushes I'm with than you. 25 yes. passes. Yes, yes. I got perfect. you. All right, man, good stuff. We'll see you over there. All right, thanks, Christian guys. Capel from theathletic.com. Check his stuff out on the website whenever you can. 1056, we're going to break. Jonathan Smith. Head coach at Oregon State, former UW play caller, will join the show next on 950 KJR. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.